What's up, guys? This is Shane O, and you are listening to the Organic Poison Podcast. Uh, you could be listening on a streaming service. You could be listening on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Wherever you are choosing to listen to this today, thank you so much for joining me. I uh, like to have friends. Uh, yeah, so before we get started, uh, I want to let you guys know that coming up in two weeks, or less than two weeks now, probably closer to like ten days or... Depending on when you hear this, it might have actually already happened, but there's going to be a concert in Macomb, Mississippi. That's right, Macomb, Mississippi at the State Theater. Uh, it's going to be 8 bucks, and I'm performing. It's going to be awesome. But more importantly, there's five other acts performing, uh, B.I.B., Sire Hayes, Eradicate, Parker, uh, Major 23. All of these artists will be performing, and it's going to be $8, and it's a fundraiser for the theater. So I think it's... More specifically to go towards uh, the kids, but in the same breath, I think what the case is is the kids use the place more than uh, adults do, unless they're wanting to have their uh, frou-frou events. I'm just joking. I don't I don't know that. Uh, but there's a lot of good things that go on there, and I'm hoping that maybe uh, this can not only you know make more people aware of it, especially people of our demographic, if you will, but you know maybe encourage more people to get their kids into something different than sports. I mean, okay, there's nothing wrong with sports by any means, but some kids don't want to play sports. So it's something else that younger people can get into, and even people that are our age that might want to fuck around and go do something cool and just be involved with people. Because, you know, what's pretty weird is, you know, a lot of us blame COVID for uh, being antisocial, but most of us forget that as we get older, a lot of us become pretty antisocial. It's like even if you're not a uh, a married person, a lot of, a lot of times it's like an accidentally you kind of spend more time at home and work than you know. Which I mean, I guess that's kind of standard practice. But you know, I probably wouldn't hurt on occasion for us to spend more time with people that we care about, whether it be family or friends or whatever. Because I always think to myself like, there's no rule that says you can't you know spend time with people. It's just you get life gets in the way, I guess. But you know, if we could, if you know, I was talking to my good friend Jack, and if we, if he, I told him if he, you know, earns a couple of million dollars off of crypto because he's doing it right. Uh, if he does that, then I'm just gonna quit my job. And me and my family are gonna come live off of him. Because uh, I mean, hey, you can you can provide for a couple of families if you've got a couple several million in the bank that you got all, off the strength. I'd be like, look, man, I'll just come clean your yard indefinitely, and I'm going to live with you. <sighs> yeah, obviously I'm kidding, but then again, I might would. <laughs> Seriously, though, shout out to my boy Jack. Him and his lady are going to be, they're expecting a son, and it's going to be lit. So, 
congratulations to them. Uh, yeah, so another thing that happened, you guys come to the show. It's going to be awesome. You know, we're going to have a good time. There's going to be a lot of people there. I, I've been working on my set the past couple of nights. Can have a couple of people, you know, a couple of people get on there and perform some songs with me. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And Sire Hayes is headlining and it's going to be crazy fun. We're going to have a great time. Um, but yeah, and there's also going to be if you if, if rap concerts aren't your thing in Natchez on the same weekend they are having big a Bigfoot's birthday rally. I don't think it's called a rally, but it's birthday bash. Look, I know it sounds crazy, but just look it up. Even if you're listening to this after the weekend of November sixth, look up Bigfoot's birthday bash in, Nat- in Natchez, Mississippi. But if you're listening to it before and you don't want to go to a rap concert, then I would encourage you to go there. Yes. Yes. Shout out to them people out in Natchez. More and more, I start to see it seems like they're having parties out there. Like, it seems like there's some shit going on in Natchez. It's kind of far away from me, but in the same breath, I do become curious. And I have been looking for a weekend getaway. won't be that weekend, obviously, but who knows? I might find my way over in Natchez way. Uh... But yeah, you know, a handful of things happened this week. Uh, let's see. Uh, football's been trash. If you're a Saints fan or an LSU fan, then, you know, you're kind of just... I've actually got the Saints game on in the background right now, and it's so down to the wire, I have no idea if they're going to win 10 to, 10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. So, who that, I guess. But, uh, man, I don't, definitely not Super Bowl material. You're going to just have to write that off. Nonetheless, uh, we'll get into a couple of topics. You know, probably going to be a shorter show, but uh, we'll get into some topics. Um, for starters, I'd like, look, I'm going to try to get I'm going to try to get the the uh, the skepticism and spectac- speculation out of the way. Um, so, at some point throughout this week, we found out that Anthony Fauci lied about uh, there being gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. If you don't know anything about that, that's fine. I'm just pointing out that we found out that that, you know, that apparently, I mean, I think there's a way that he can say that he didn't know, but I'm pretty confident he know, he knows. But it, it doesn't matter. We're past that for now. Now we've got something else that has happened. It, that does matter. That is very important, especially from all the shit you guys have heard me talk about everything. That is very important. But look, I know you don't, most of you don't care to hear that. So I'm going to tell you about this other thing that they found out about Anthony Fauci. This is coming from a news site out of Phoenix. This is just a, something that's not one of the super main ones. It's like Fox 10 or something. I just, one of the ones I found, look it up yourself. Uh, a bipartisan group of U.S. lawmakers sent a letter to, doc- to Dr. Anthony Fauci and the National Institutes of Health demanding answers about the agency's funding of alleged overseas experiments involving the abuse of puppies. Okay. U.S. Rep. Nancy Mace, RSC, authored, th- authored the letter which was signed by 23 other Democrat and Republican lawmakers sent to the nation's top infectious disease expert last week. She said, Yesterday, I sent a letter to Dr. Fauci regarding cruel taxpayer-funded experiments on puppies debarking before drugging and killing them. (laughs) What? So, apparently... We were not only funding the research that 
we're more or less confident led to or played part in the uh, culmination of the coronavirus. Look it up. I'm, I'm, I could be entirely off base, but just look it up. <laughs> I don't want to delete my podcast. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. But what I'm reading is directly off of the internet. Uh, but with the dog thing, <laughs> there are, and from what I've heard throughout the day about this story, because this was the first thing they opened up to. They're going to fire him because of this, probably, and they're going to just like let it go by that you know. <laughs> that, that he was responsible for the lab where they were cooking fucking corona meth. Uh, same thing that they did with uh, old boy, the governor of Tech, not Texas, New York. Well, maybe Texas too, who knows, but New York. Andrew Cuomo. All those people died in those nursing homes and then they uh, got him kicked out of office for grabbing ass. If you haven't heard that story, you should look it up too. But. Uh, yeah, so apparently they're, they're cutting out the vocal box for these dogs so they can't bark or whimper. And then they are, like, this is really disgusting. But it's like these type of, like, mites biting, that's like parasitic flies that they're locking these dogs' heads in because these parasitic flies are supposed to infect the dog's brain and they are going to try to use drugs to cure the dog's brain. And obviously, it does not go according to... Uh, so what if it does? It's alleged that more than 400000 in taxpayer money was spent on canine experiments during which beagles were infected with parasites via biting flies. <sighs> that just sounds gruesome. I mean, okay, look, there's a flip side to this, though. I mean, we have all kinds of treatments. We have all kinds of treatments and all kinds of, like, medicines and, you know, all kinds of shit that they give to us legally that we pay for with insurance or whatever that we don't ever think twice about that I'm pretty sure that they... That they test the same way. Maybe not with the dogs and the flies, but like you know that – I mean they have to test this stuff on animals first, right? I mean we – most people don't want to agree that there's this nefarious plot where they test drugs on people in other countries just to fucking do it. But even if they do do that, we know that they're also doing animal if testing. You know, I would, you you can't. It's always like loosely incapable to prove. There was the thing about Bill Gates giving like a uh, – polio medicine to these people in Africa and then like all of them contracted polio look it up <laughs> yeah, I, I know it sounds crazy me saying that but you had to you would be best off just looking it up yourself but uh yeah so but yeah so we want all these things and all these things that medical future and shit like that I'm not just talking about with the vaccine I'm obviously not just talking about with the vaccines that's a whole different conversation but even still previous vaccines how did they test that stuff like how do they know that it works they probably test that shit on animals in some really cruel ways you know like we you hear about mice a lot but like and I'm not I'm not this kind of guy but I'm like well what's the difference between a mouse and a dog What's the difference between a dog and a human? You know, <laughs> but it's just, or what's the difference between a mouse and an ant? You know, it's just being 
stupid dramatic, but in the same breath, it makes you wonder if they're testing their own minds. If they'll test some shit, if we, if you even think for a second that they'll test some shit on a human, then they're definitely doing way more tests on animals. Way more tests on animals. Now, I think that the one of the big problems here is, well, for one, obviously people want Anthony Fauci out of, out of that bitch. The the you know people in Congress, there's people in Congress and the Senate. And just regular city folk, just people in general, general admission to uh, planet America. A lot of people were like, okay, like he's ran his course. Like he needs – and even if they're going to keep him working on this shit, like even if they're going to keep him working on this shit, they need to put him behind the scenes. Like they just need to make it to where he, he's not going around talking anymore because it seems like every couple of days now a new story is coming out that he's like a dipshit. And not to mention he's getting paid – more money – I actually don't know this for a fact, but Anthony Fauci is get, allegedly getting paid more money. Let's see. Anthony Fauci, highest – one of y'all is out there going, no, he's fucking not. No, he's not. You're fucking wrong, Shane. You're wrong. You're wrong. Fuck you. Why do you hate Anthony Fauci? Government. I had heard that he's the highest paid government employee. I don't know that that's true, though. But, let's see. We've got a Forbes article right here. It would be really interesting to know exactly how much he gets paid. Doc, Dr. Anthony Fauci made $417,608 in 2019. The latest year for which federal salaries are available. That made him not only the highest paid doctor in the federal government, but the highest paid out of all 4 million federal employees. In fact, Dr. Fauci even made more than more than the 400000 salary of the President of the United States. All salary data was collected by OpenTheBooks.com via Freedom of Information Act request. Damn. That's insane. Oh my gosh. They're saying between 2019 and 2024, he will have made $2.5 million. Now, in the grand scheme of things, when you think about all the money that the government has just whipped up in the past couple of years, and apparently, you know, you find out that's more, uh, free, more common than just in these polarizing times, but we had done it so much in the past two years that it's like become a, a, an extensive level of problems. Along with inflation and shortages, but you guys have heard me talk about inflation and shortages a lot. So let's just – in the grand scheme of things, $2.5 million isn't that much money. It's a lot of money to me and probably you and probably Jack until you know crypto takes off where it needs to go. <laughs> but I mean, hey, get that money, Uncle Fouch. I mean do your thing, whatever. I guess they're paying him. Anyway, I'm not going to make this a uh, a bash Anthony Fauci episode. Just wanted you guys to uh, get your weekly dose of toxic political garbage from me. Um, I will also – I do want to bring up something. I don't know if you guys heard about Alec Baldwin shooting and killing somebody. It was apparently an accident. 
I mean, there is more than enough room for speculation on why this happened or how this happened. Uh, but man, that is crazy. This okay? So apparently they were on the uh, you know production set for his movie that he's filming called Rust. I don't know. I guess it was a a time like some kind of old movie. Uh, I don't know, like based in that old time. I don't know. But I guess he thought he had a fake gun. He shot it straight at a woman, and it shot into her and bounced out of the inside of her, and it hit somebody else. Like, it hit two people. But the person it went through, it, it killed her. And it hit the other person, and they, they ended up being fine. But still, I don't think that anybody that was there that day is fine. Especially not the girl who passed away, and especially not Alec Baldwin. Now, for those of you who don't know, Alec Baldwin has been a notorious, uh, vile person on Twitter. Like he's he's a super douche, mind you. He played a good uh, Trump on Saturday Night Live, but he has talked mad shit about Donald Trump this entire time that he has been, you know, president spotlight or whatever. And he has shit on people with guns. He has apparently, apparently, he has called for some people's death, like all kinds of crazy shit. And then he accidentally shoots and kills somebody. So uh, somebody could say they smell conspiracy here. Like maybe they somebody set him up. Uh, you could also say uh, this is total pure negligence on him and whoever the fuck was supposed to be the one handling handing him a gun. I mean, it was supposed to be a prop gun, and you know they were using it for the movie. Like it wasn't like he just whipped up in there with with a, 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 a eighteen eighteen revolver and just started blasting at his fucking crew. He's apparently incredibly upset about it. Uh, nobody, I don't know if they're pressing charges on the guy or anything like that, but uh, I guess we'll soon know. We, we will soon be able to tell. Um, yeah, that that was something. I, I'm not really sure how I would feel about that. Supposedly, he made a tweet a while back that said something along the lines of, "I wonder what it feels like to accidentally kill someone." But I think it was like he was saying it in the way of like making fun of a cop or something. I'm not sure the entire context, but the, there is some context there. I must say. Uh, yeah. Um. Also, another thing I'd like to cover. I saw Doom, not Doom, Dune, the movie, Dune, it, that has recently come out. I've been kind of excited about it. It's it's usually, uh, it's usually like, you know, rare that I watch a new movie as soon as it comes out. But uh, I did watch Dune, and man, I got to say, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, I imagine that there's some Dune purists. I've learned that they exist, apparently. I've never heard any of them talk about this show, this movie, or this book, up until about two months ago, and now they all are just coming out of the woodwork. They they want to inform me that if I don't see the first movie or if I don't read the book, that I'm clearly not to the, their standard. Uh, you know, you know how that goes. Like none of those people have seen the movie yet, but I'm assuming that at some point in the next couple of days they will see it and then they will proceed to tell us on Facebook how it does not match up with this in the book or it it's too political or, you know, whatever. You know, they'll find a way. 
I mean, people always find a way. Whichever side of the spectrum you 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 land on, or these people land on, they will find a way to express to you. They will see what they don't like in the movie, and they will express it to you. Especially if there's some crackheads about like, oh, I read the book. Oh, oh, I read the book. I read the book. I saw the original. You know those kind of things. Like, and it just gets – it's so annoying. It's like why do you have to be that person? I digress. It doesn't matter because I'm being a whiny baby too. But the movie was great. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the score. Hans Zimmer did it, and he does all the cool shit. So it was pretty awesome to see him – to see that he did that too. And like it's not just all like orchestra sounds. Like so they, they got like some cool digital sounding shit in there. Like I don't know – it sounds very – I don't want to say postmodern because I don't entirely know what that means. But it's also based in the setting of like 8,000 years from now. So that's even more badass. I'm assuming that it's 8,000 years from now and they're actually basing it in the same like universe as what we live in now. But I'm not like entirely sure. Uh, I, I'm going to watch it again. We watched it yesterday morning, but I'm going to watch it again. I will definitely watch it again. And it's like at the beginning of the movie, I like that they just put it straight in center on the, or on the, underneath the title. It's like it says Dune and it says part one. They just want you to know they're like clearly, but that, that would be like my only criticism would be the fact that it almost seemed like a, like a two and a half hour long intro. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, there was some action in it and there was, the story was great or, you know, just from what I was getting out of it. But, like it, it, it did feel like an inc- just an incredibly long intro. Like I can't help almost, I can't help but assume that they have already filmed a heavy portion of the next movie because, like, you only got so many different scenes like in different places. I don't know. You guys should watch it. It's a good movie, uh, and I'm looking forward to us, you know, getting super hyped up about what how what it turns into together all as a unit. And dealing with the purists for the next, let's see, probably five years. Because it's going to take, they'll put out a new one every two years probably. I didn't say that, but I would assume that that's going to be the case. The only thing that kind of sucks about it is the fact that it supposedly did terrible in the box office. And here we are living in this strange time where, you know, we can get these movies that come straight to our house. And then they struggle in the box office. So I'm hoping that what's going to end up happening is they're going to hope to put out the second one and make all that money back that they probably lost out on this one. They're going to make it all they want to make it all back on the second one because I don't know how much box office matters but I don't know how much HBO matters. Like HBO might have signed like a fucking 10 billion dollar deal to like for like 3 years to run these movies on there. So it could just all be worth it. And people are just getting paid out. But then again, I don't know how that works. I remember that they obviously signed a deal with HBO to release a, a significant amount of movies there, like couple, a couple of different companies probably. But you know, I know Warner Brothers for sure. I don't know who is over Dune, who put what the studios were that put that together or anything like that. But I know they've got a star-studded cast. Like it's just slap full of people who are popular in different areas of. Uh, you know, TV series and movies and shit like that. Like, this is top-notch, uh, like, acting people, <laughs> actors. <laughs> uh, big budget, I'm sure. 
massive budget. I mean, Hans Zimmer ain't ain't whipping out his uh whipping out his production skills for nothing. I mean, we're talking about the goat, the legend Hans. Uh, but you know, good movie worth checking out. I know that obviously the guy who does the score doesn't make the movie, but that I mean. That's pretty important. I mean, if you think of, especially when it comes to like epic movies, like epic movies or epic trilogies or sagas or whatever, like, I mean, if this guy's, if he's going to be around for the whole thing, like, that's going to be pretty tight, how they're just going to have to tie everything in and stuff like that. I mean, Star Wars was, and you know, the whole thing with that. And Harry Potter was, and the, uh, let's see, the Avengers was, I can't, do, I can't do the Avengers one, but they all have one. All of these big movies. Batman has one. I can't remember what the Batman one is, but he has one. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody's all those movie, epic ass movies have have one. And Hans Zimmer is like the goat of it, but he did uh, the one for I believe. He, I'm pretty sure he did like Interstellar. He might have did Inception. Like he's done so many different movies, but you guys probably don't even really care about that that much. So I mean, hey, let's talk about something else. Drake's birthday was yesterday, and he had a Pablo Escobar themed or Narcos themed birthday party. He was walking around with a cowboy hat on and cowboy boots. It was really awkward. He was in jeans. He's a bizarre guy. He <laughs> he is uh, whatever teaches on. It's his birthday, and he's rich as shit. So I imagine he's like, well, we're just gonna do whatever we want. Uh, good on him, I guess. You know, he is Drake. I mean, what, what do you do with a guy like that? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to it's hard to really put into spectrum what you do with someone like Drake. People don't like him. People like him. He's rich. It doesn't matter. Uh, decent filler conversation for what I was going to point out next, guys. Look, you've heard me talk about crypto before. And you probably know a thing or two about crypto, but there's probably at least a handful of people that hear this that don't know shit about it, but you hear, you're annoyed by the fact that all of us and who are, us being the people who have talked about cryptocurrency are talking about it all the time. Anyway, there's this coin that I mentioned on here called Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu. Listen, this shit is insane. It is there, I, I know people personally who have already made like thousands of dollars off of this, and it's has so far to go. Look, I'm not trying to pitch the coin to any of y'all, but I'm just trying to point out to you that you should look into investing in crypto. Uh, I, I think maybe I'm not supposed to suggest. I would suggest that you look into crypto. I would not suggest that you buy any. I would suggest that you look into it. Because it's illegal for me to suggest that you buy some. So just just check it out. Do some research. And look, this is, this is not a selling point, but I, what I'm going to do is if you've made it actually this far in the episode, I'm going to put my Coinbase account referral code in my bio or in the description of this 
podcast. So you can click there and you can do the referral and we both can make some money. Only if you're interested in doing it. Look, I mean, I've got money in crypto right now that it's just like savings. I mean, it's pretty much like savings money. And it just keeps going up every couple of weeks. It's just slowly, incrementally going up. It's like collecting, it's like collecting interest. And sometimes it goes down, like one will go down, but the other one's skyrocketing. I don't know, it's kind of nice. And you can also, if you're really active with it, you can, you can play around with it. Like, say, if you've got some money invested in Shiba Inu, and Shiba Inu goes up, but you know it's going to go back down tomorrow because it's been doing the same thing every day. You can take out a portion of what you got, or all of it, and when it goes back down tomorrow, you just buy it again. And each day, you just make more and more money. Now, doing something like that, you have to pay way more attention. Like, you have to be way more active. I can't focus on it all day because I'm very hands-on at my job. I'm on my feet, busy all day. So I can't, and it's pretty addicting at first and scary, especially if you put a significant amount of money in there. Now, when I first started to invest money in crypto and, or, and play around with it, I'm not going to try to pretend that I'm some great knowledgeable investor. Uh, but when I first started to mess around with it, um, it was terrifying to me. Like I was like, oh my god, what are we doing? But what I did was I put, I put in $500 and the next day I got my $500 out and I've only maybe put $100 in since then because – I'm, I'm pretty much almost doubled my $500 in one day, and this was because of the Dogecoin and when Shiba Inu first came out. Like I doubled my money in one day and just took my 500 back out and gave it to my wife and said, see, I'm not entirely full of shit, uh, just kind of. And I've been playing with that other money ever since. And on Coinbase, where I'll – the referral code that I'm going to leave, uh, on Coinbase, you get um, – like they give you the opportunity to get free free money. Uh, like periodically you can take – if you start an account right now, you can actually probably go and get close to like 20-something dollars in free free cryptocurrency. And plus you'll get the $10 from our my referral. So it's kind of a win-win. You start out with 30 bucks that you can take it and put it wherever you want before you even have to – basically they give you these quizzes. They teach you about a certain crypto. And tell you what it's used for and how it can be used like this and how it can be used like that. And they give you $3. And they have like five or six of them up there like probably to do. So I've already done them so I don't know how many are actually up there right now. But they have new ones like once a month. So you get like – you know you can get six, seven dollars every month from just that. And with six and seven dollars is a lot of money in crypto world. Because it can turn into $11 tomorrow, and then it can turn into $30 the next day. I th I'm, my thing with my Coinbase account, I have two different crypto accounts, full disclosure. I have a Crypto.com account, and I have Coinbase. But uh, Crypto.com is where I have like m most of my money. I have actually not deposited any money into my Coinbase account yet, but I have – a decent amount of money on there now because of the fact that I have gotten the free money and I've flipped it and I moved this and I moved that. It's fun, especially if you're dealing with the smaller amounts because at least you're not breaking the bank or losing your time at you know you know not feeding your kid or some shit like that. But for those of you who have the money, I, you know you start with like ten bucks. You can start with a hundred bucks, and you never know what you could turn that into. But look, you don't have to do it. 
part of the reason why I'm explaining this to you, or briefly trying to, is because I'm a dummy. I'm an idiot. I'm like most people, probably uh, the average person is at least a little bit smarter than I am. So me trying to explain this to you is like, hey, you could do a little research, and it can also be a. How do I explain this without sounding like a kook? Look, it doesn't take too long on Google to figure out that the money situation in America is really, really rough right now. Now, there's many a people who sit there and they say, and I'm not insulting these people, I'm just saying, there's many people who sit there and they say, oh, well, this has happened before. Oh, well, things, they, they're not going to let it get to that bad. We can trust them. They're just playing a game of fear tactics on us. They, they do this for fear-mongering. Like all these different excuses we can come up with, but there's a potent, there is a possibility that we could be the next great civilization to uh, more or less go under. Uh, it's happened. I'm not saying that we're going to all be living in mud huts or anything like that, but we could be subjected to some pretty wild and turbulent times ahead of us. And I don't know without a shadow of a doubt that cryptocurrency is going to be our safe haven or our ticket out of that, but I definitely think that it has potential to at least give a wall of protection for people who put their money in cryptocurrency. I know that it sounds nuts because more than half of you probably don't know anything about what I'm talking about, and I barely know what I'm talking about, but there is there is a good reason to invest in cryptocurrency. And if nothing else, it's going to cause you to understand more how cryptocurrency works. And cryptocurrency market is literally – I mean it's not at the moment, but on a much smaller scale, it's running parallel with the stock market. Not as in when the stocks move, the crypto moves necessarily, but in the the fact that it will eventually be just as important. And I could be totally off base. But I would encourage you to go check it out. I would, and I, like I said, I will leave the referral code in the description if you want to use Coinbase. If not, there's there's Kraken, there's Crypto.com. You can buy crypto on Robinhood, which, which I mean, some a lot of these apps you don't actually own your cryptocurrency, but Robinhood is one of them. I don't know what the other ones are, but nonetheless, you still have it, and you can take it off of. If you buy crypto on Robinhood, you can't send your crypto somewhere else through a crypto wallet or to a crypto wallet. If you buy your crypto on Coinbase or on Crypto.com or Kraken, you can send it to a crypto wallet. You can even send it to a crypto wallet that you have that's off the internet that you put on a flash drive and hide away somewhere until the crypto market goes to the moon or Mars. And you can be like upload that crypto and sell it and boom, you've got – you know. Whatever currency they have at that point in time. <laughs> look up what happened to the money in Venezuela. They burn barrels of money because it's worthless. Now it's worthless. It wasn't, but it is. I don't know. I don't want to get too obsessed with the currency, but I mean, it just you. Hey, I, you heard it. You heard it. If you didn't hear it from anybody else, you heard it from me. I'm just encouraging you to check out alternative ways. To put your money, uh, alternative places to put your money.
coming from a guy who's a dumbass. I'm, you might hear that from somebody who's usually trying to get out on you. I'm not trying to get out on you. I'm telling you as a concerned uh, compadre, if you guys even make it to this far in my episode of me rambling on by myself, then just know it's because I care. Uh, yeah, so crazy things happen in the world. Crazy things happen in the day. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm really disappointed that more people haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel called Organic Poison Media. It's, go, go subscribe to it. Here in the near future, I'm about to be uploading all, not all of the past episodes, but all of the upcoming episodes of Organic Poison. And probably some of the good, some of the big heavy hitters, some of the ones with the most plays, I might go back and upload them as well. But, uh, yeah. And I'm gonna be, you know, that's where all my music is gonna come out first and shit too. So, go subscribe to that. And also, I don't know how it works on Spotify, but you guys, I, yeah, I do. You can just, you favorite or star or like the page, the Organic Poison page on Spotify or on Apple. I want you guys to be able to see whenever I upload a, a new episode. Um, here in the past two weeks, I, I recorded an episode last week with uh, Xander Blades. You guys go back and check that one out. Uh, there's a handful. I have 60 episodes out already, 60 plus, uh, probably getting close to 70. I've been saying 60 plus for a while now. Um, and also be sure to go check out Hilly and Hideout. I did a almost a two-hour episode with those guys. Uh, I've done several episodes with them, but here recently we did one, and we spent an extensive amount of time talking about Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, like, if you love Machine Gun Kelly, you will probably become triggered in this episode because we talk a lot of shit about him and Megan Fox. Uh, more so about him than Megan Fox. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Hilly and Hideout. That's Xander Blades and uh, Hiley and Jimmy. Hiley and Hideout. Hilly and, Hilly and Jimmy. I'm not sure. But yeah, we also talk a little bit about video games too, which is kind of what their show is centered around. If you ever have here, uh, or if I ever have Hiley and Jimmy or Xander Blades on my show, that's because they're friends of mine and uh, I've known them both for longer than I can actually remember. And their show is awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, and you guys, you know, if you're tuning in on DV Behavior Radio, thank you for continuing to listen to the station. And since you're here, whether you're here because of me or you're here because the radio told you to come here and listen to me, then you should bookmark the website, bookmark the station, and tell your friends about the station because it's a locally owned and ran and managed supported system. So we need as much support as we possibly can get from you guys. Yes, we don't have a budget. We have uh, – this goes for the podcast and for the radio station. I mean I'm, I, I don't know that they don't have a budget, but I'm sure it's not like a super-duper budget. So what we need you guys to do is to tell people about the podcast or tell people about the website. It's a key vital thing. People will be more inclined to listen to something, especially if you've got your, your, a memory or something. Oh, they, got, they were talking about this. They were talking about that. You know, I can I can see on the few analytics that I have that I run this through the uh, distribution service that I run this through Anchor. I can see a, a handful of analytics, and I know that there's a good few of you guys that just keep coming back. You keep coming back to the podcast, and I love it, and I'm glad. 
But what I need you guys to do is I need you. I need you. I can't even run ads on Facebook, dog. I don't know if you checked out or were listening in the previous episode when I said I got kicked off Facebook for 24 hours. Well, they won't let me go live to promote this concert coming up, and they won't let me use any money to promote this concert for 30 days, which is going to be end like right after the concert. It's a crock of shit. But that's why I need as many people to go hard for the squad. I need you right now. Man, that's like, how am I ever going to get off of Facebook if, if you guys don't just go hard for the boy? I'm halfway kidding. But I am very grateful for you guys who do continue to come back and listen to the show, listen to the radio station. Follow me over to uh, Jonathan May's podcast. Follow me over to The Hideout. Follow me over to the State Theater in Macomb whenever we get out there on stage and just leave it all out there and just rage out with everybody. It's going to be so much fucking fun. Look, I'm telling you, and I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, I don't care if there's 50 people in there or if there's 500 people in there, we are going to have a good night. It is going to be fun. Man, damn. Hot damn. Look, guys, thank you for tuning in. Short episode this week. But we're coming back next week. We're going hard. I actually uh, I'm hoping to get B.I.B. on the show. That's these guys that are performing uh, at the show on the 6th. I've already had Eradicate on here. I've had Sire Hayes. You know, I've had Parker. Like, it's time. I need to start getting you – know, I, I, I really probably need to get Major 23 on here too. But I don't know if we're going to have enough time now. But I'm definitely getting B.I.B. on the show. Uh, if not before the show, then right after the show. Referring to November 6th. Anyway, you guys are awesome. This has been great. I'm going to leave you guys with some tunes, brother. Some fucking